2: April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at MattStewartComedy.com.
0: Hosted exclusively by me, Jess Burke. Hang on
2: a second. My,
0: my guests, who are temporary. <laughs> <laughs> my temporary guests this week. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> We're not even on for the full app.
0: Matthew, Gerald, Stewart.
1: <laughs> that is not his middle name.
0: And David, James.
2: Key. Correct. That but is me, but
1: James is mine as is this well. As well?
0: <gasps> How have we never discussed that you have the same middle name?
2: We may we have. Probably have.
0: I'm sure. And All I, our moms I, have
2: I, Anne in their names. That's right. And all of us have James. Your middle name's James is all right. Yeah, it is. James yeah. Ann. <laughs> James Ann.
0: James Ann Perkins. I was making up Dave's and then realised halfway through that I was saying the correct That's name. That's the
1: correct name. How are you, Jess?
0: I'm pretty good. Thank you for giving me a chance to uh, intro. It was uh, no good and uh, no, you thought, will do it from now on. I
1: thought the, the tone, style, great, but the fact that you introduced Matt <laughs> and I as temporary guests means you will never have that privilege <laughs> again.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: No, I, I just want to it. be the star. You, you are the star already, you're the, you're you just the the don't star. need that little intro bit at the start.
0: <laughs> okay, right. Now,
1: people like you for your hateful soul. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. A,
0: it's the adorable exterior um, with the...
1: Bitter, bitter, bitter core. Bitter, core, yeah. And uh, Matt, how are you? I'm really good. You're not bitter, bitter. you're just a happy chappy. Mate, couldn't be happier. <laughs> life's happy life's chappy. wonderful. Life's pretty peachy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, hear that? Hear that? Positivity and optimism Just in his voice?
2: Everything about things is good. That's right. That mm-hmm. num num num. Laugh is delicious.
1: It totally is. Perk up, Perkins. Perk up.
0: Hashtag perk up.
1: <laughs> uh, Jess, do you want to tell everyone what this show is? Sh- oh, because I
0: didn't do that in my intro. This is a, a trivia comedy fact-based podcast where each week one of us takes to ter- We take turns each week where one of us...
1: Yes, doing really Stake well. In a loop.
0: <laughs> presents a school-like report, if you will, on a topic of our choosing, and presents fun facts to the other two, and uh, and you learn and you laugh. Oh,
1: well, that's nearly accurate, but fun There's facts. no is, laughing. Fun facts is your thing. They're, oh, that's my thing. Not every report will contain fun facts. I don't believe mine will finish fun facts <gasps> because today. It's my turn to take the lead with a report.
0: Because the whole thing will be fun. Exactly. You don't I, need fun facts if you whole... to
1: Let me know at the end if I've spliced in, sort of sprinkled across some fun facts throughout sure. the next hour of your life. Great. All right, so should we just get straight into <laughs> yeah, it, Matt? Yeah, let's get stuck in.
2: Yeah, yeah. but I'm, look, I'd like you to put the fun facts at the end where they belong, mate. <laughs> hey,
1: but
0: I'm num like... num num, life is delicious. I am
1: I thought... <laughs> a maverick... I like to fun fact. So I like to keep the listeners interested rather than them skipping fifty minutes to to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <you think> <laughs> sure. <what they> <laughs> sure. Some people are. They're like, oh, Mary Poppins. I don't know. I've seen that, but I, don't know. I want the fun facts at the end. Fifty minutes skip.
0: Skip. Okay. Yeah. No, he's onto something there.
1: Hey, who cares? We get the downloads. Now, all we need.
0: my next episode, I'm going to put my fun facts bang in the middle. Ah. Yeah. Find them now, you turds.
2: Oh, but you said bang in the middle, so they'll just. Oh, exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. An hour and fourteen. They'll be like, oh, 37 minutes in. <laughs>
0: Damn it, Perkins. That's how (laughs) it works.
1: Well, guys.
0: (laughs) I like it when I make Matt laugh. I don't know why. I find it really gratifying.
1: Yeah, he's a tough cookie to crack, but when you get him, sometimes he spasms out of control.
0: (laughs) He just has such a little chuckle. It's great.
1: It is great. Well, I'm going to try and uh, get you chuckling on this show, (laughs) Matt. Well, I will. I'm just trying to steer the ship on on track here, people. Uh, We often start to get into my report with a question. Guys, we are going into the underworld. Ooh. My first question is, uh, who do you think is the most famous criminal in history?
0: <gasps> Ooh, famous criminal. Okay. I, uh, Ned
1: Kelly. N- very good.
0: Famous criminal. Jack
1: World the Ripper. Wide are we talking? We are definitely international.
0: Charles Manson.
1: No, how about I say, who are the most famous criminal duo? Oh. Bonnie and
0: Clyde. <laughs> yes. Very yeah, they're good. They're the number one, are they? What well, Duo. Who are you thinking? Uh,
2: uh, someone.
0: Buddy you... George Clooney and Brad Pitt stealing all those hearts. Oh, <laughs>
2: very good. In in the oceans movie. Yes. And they also committed
1: crimes. Oh yeah, they did too. The two,
0: you're right. Oh yeah.
1: How about Hall and Oates? Stealing, stealing all them hearts. hearts on the dance floor, though. Am I right? Stealing all yeah. that. Yeah. what about
2: the genius? Um, Jesus Christ.
0: He's literally already said what the topic is, so now,
1: what? Please explain to me the duo and the criminality of Jesus Christ, is well, because he's the, the f- Father, the Son, and f- the Holy Spirit. Yeah, trio he's trio. that is a That is a triptych. He's um, a triptych of <laughs> <laughs> crime. No, but not he, at all. He,
2: well, he was a criminal though, because he like he was. Uh, oh, he executed. was persecuted
1: as a criminal. I imagine. Okay, fair enough. I like that slide. I think it's very good. Still,
0: he's only one. He's only one man. I did a drama solo in year ten of Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, okay. I mainly played Bonnie, Oh, but I did... Did a little
1: bit of... You dabbled? Oh, yeah. Because oh,
0: yeah. you've got to do multiple characters. So,
1: what was the text? Did you Was it pre-written or did you have to devise a piece or what was I think,
0: your... No, yeah, I had to, had to devise a piece. Had to so, write do you it know myself. a bit about
1: Bonnie and Clyde then? Um, say?
0: Oh, some facts will come back to me, but I can't really pull much out right now.
1: Oh, that's okay, because I've got... Matt, how about you? Do you know much about the... I odd...
2: reckon I, at one point, flicked over and saw a movie, like a biopic about them. Maybe one from the eighties.
1: Was it like a so? I had a, the
2: guy that played Dick Tracy in it, the one that Yorso Vane's written about.
1: You know that guy. Well, the most famous film is.
2: What's <laughs> the name. most famous? Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Yeah, yeah Warren Warren Beatty. that's
1: the most famous. That's nineteen sixty-seven. That movie. Fuck off, Warren, Warren Beatty. Really? You Faye said eighties. Did you say eighties? Yeah, 80s? I thought it was from the eighties. Yeah, it's actually. I watched the movie on, this weekend. Sixty-seven. How yeah. old is Warren Beatty? Still alive? So, is Faye Dunaway. You know who's also in it? Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Oh, quite young, and also there's a cameo from Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka. I love wow. Gene Wilder. It's actually quite a good film. Double Gene. Not that accurate to the story of their lives. Ah. Luckily, I didn't base the report on that film. But it is it's it's well it's really well directed, and it was a landmark movie in cinema because it's uh, one of the first films to depict on screen violence in a very graphic way. Oh. So before that, people would get shot off camera, or they wouldn't see. It. But in that, people get shot in the face.
0: Oh. I yeah. accidentally stumbled upon a clip on YouTube the other day. I was stuck in a YouTube vortex, oh, and tell it was me about some that. kind of musical number between Bonnie and Clyde. Was she like an actress? Was she wanting to make it big in Hollywood or something? Did I make no? That?
1: that would have been a dramatization.
2: You're yeah. thinking of um, <laughs> not Bonnie and Clyde, but Sonny Bono and Cher. Ah, yeah.
1: or Jay Z and Beyonce. That's who I son. was oh, watching. Jay Z and, Jay-Z. and <laughs> Beyonce. Oh, <'03, laughs> three. Bonnie and Clyde from the year 2003. Oh, they did a like a musical
2: clip. <laughs> totally. One of the songs is. Um, like a musical. <laughs> well,
1: well in the film that they play like a modern day Bonnie and Claude. You know that song? Me and my girlfriend. That song. That's Jason. I need a little. I know, I'm going to need a little. Yeah, a bit more. I don't <laughs> know. It's me and my girlfriend. That's all I know. Jay Z, and then he does a lot of rapping. Beyonce, it's the f- the clips that uh, he working does on a that lot s- of rapping. Well, also, that song is where <laughs> he's they got, got together. A career
0: based on that, mate. Okay. You know that making that
1: song is where Jay Z and Beyonce first coupled up. Yeah, well, he's a millionaire because really? of
0: his he's a lot of rapping. Okay. Yeah. What do you do? Write some bloody jokes. Good on you.
2: Well. I'm- just go on, give us a joke, Dave. If you're so good at rapping and joking all the time, I assume that's what, is that? I wasn't listening. Is that what he said? He's I great at rapping so. and joking? He said, I'm excellent at well,
0: rapping. Well,
1: give us some joke raps, I'm mate.
0: better than Jay-Z, he said.
1: My name is Dave. Oh, no, no. No, no abort, <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> and no, Clyde. Don't, are. Don't, <laughs> no. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde played by Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Oh, that's no. pretty good. <laughs> Do you know that film, uh, 1967, Bonnie and Clyde to steer this back on track? <laughs> Nominated for 10 Academy Awards.
0: 10 to tie it back to... Including China. Warren,
1: Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway getting... Do you know that Warren beatty has been nominated for 14 Academy Awards? That's a lot. Isn't that crazy for yeah. writing, directing, he's, acting? He's quite a popular... Uh, Amazing. Actor
2: guy. Anyway, this old is... Old white a, guy getting a lot of... I guess he wasn't always an old white guy, but... Yeah, that's right. He
0: was, he was once always a, a young white guy. White guy. <laughs> he was always white.
1: But anyway, Bonnie and Clyde, here they are. Bonnie and Clyde were part of what is known as the Public Enemies Era, operating through the US Great Depression in the 1930s. 1930s. So everyone was, people were very, very poor, but then there were uh, some famous outlaws that were sort of enemies of the public because of what they were doing. And the other super famous public enemy from this era era is uh, John Dillinger. Dillinger. Uh,
0: So they're enemies of the public, so the public aren't even happy with them. I thought they could be like Ned Kelly types with or like you know Robin Hood, where they steal from the rich. Well, we'll we'll talk yeah. about their
1: profile definitely. Yes, so it started I'm getting wh- too far ahead of ourselves. No, so it I... started well for them, but then in the end, they did become enemies of the public. But let's start with uh, Bonnie. Do you know her last name? Clyde. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie Clyde and Clyde, Bonnie. Correct. No, it's uh, Bonnie Parker. Yeah. Bonnie Parker. Nah, Bonnie. I don't think
2: that's right. That doesn't sound right to me.
1: Oh, sorry, Bonnie Elizabeth Parker. There it is. Was born in Rowena, Texas in 1910. Rowena. She was the second of three children. Her father, Charles Parker, was a bricklayer who died when she... Middle child syndrome. That's right. But he died when she was just four years old. Her mother worked as a seamstress who moved the family to a poor suburb known now as West Dallas. So this is starting out in Texas. In her second year in high school, Parker met classmate Roy Thornton. They dropped out of school together and were married on September twenty fifth, nineteen twenty six, six days before she turned sixteen.
0: Oh, she got married at fifteen. Fifteen. Damn. You it. know what I did at fifteen? Got uh, got my ears pierced for the second time, like the second holes in you. Really? Oh, yeah. That's both
1: something. Both classic signs of rebellion. Though. Yeah.
0: And my mum was like, "That looks nice." I, was, I love yeah, ma- right.
2: marriage as rebellion.
0: <laughs> well, at
2: fifteen. Did, yeah, it definitely is. But I like I like to think that it is forever. Like thirty-five-year-olds getting married. Yeah, your parents are there Cop walking you down mom the aisle. this Dad.
1: <laughs> That's your speech. Yeah, Got this, Dad. Suck yeah. So, was
0: her husband's name Roy? Did you Roy say Roy
1: Thornton? But I uh, wouldn't bother writing his name down because their marriage marked by his were marked by his frequent absences and brushes with the laws. He was a bit of a criminal himself, and it was very short-lived. They broke up and she never saw him again after January 1929. However, they never officially divorced and she was wearing his wedding ring when she died. Oh, she, oh. she never did. A... Oh. Okay. Sorry to say. Spoiler alert. Well, she was, was born in 1910. 10. Yeah. yeah, so
2: she may
0: have she may have died of old age. Of super old age in a nursing home. Last week. Still, surrounded by her medals of valor. S-
2: still 106. Too young. <laughs> Rest in peace. So, sorry, Uh,
0: how long were they married for? I'm really fascinated by this. They're still married. Oh, yeah, I know, okay, but... um, Yeah,
1: that's right. She never saw him again after 29, so three years. So, for three years, but before they'd broken up before that. Imagine being married
0: and broken up by, like, 17, 18 years old.
1: Been there, done that, marriage. (laughs) Yeah, imagine. What's what's next? Uh, After the marriage ended, she lived with her mother and worked as a waitress. One of her customers was the postal worker Ted Hilton he said med would often hit on the good-looking parker and later admitted that he himself had a crush on her but we'll get back to ted a little bit later ted hinton h i n t o m i'm
0: noting that down because you, uh, you you're alluding to that i think i think something's going to happen Changes with our his old name mate
1: to bonnie.
2: ted no no, no she's bonnie to... wait which one's bonnie again bonnie, she, bonnie parker bonnie parker out of
0: bonnie and clyde who do you reckon <laughs> is the girl <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, Dave's only said it 17 times so far, so... I okay, mean, so we've got... So, Bonnie's the girl. I'm going to write that down.
1: Bonnie equals Bonnie girl. Right like that. Uh, Clyde? And Clyde equals boy. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Clyde. Uh, do you know his last name? Bonnie Parker and Clyde... Clyde, Clyde
2: Devin- Devin- Can you get your first G- letter?
0: Starts
1: with a B. Be- Benson. I actually don't know. Okay, Clyde Barrow. Okay, I didn't no. know that. So, Bonnie know. Parker and Clyde Barrow. It's a classic, I don't think that's right either. It's a classic... Uh, <laughs> Classic trivia question you'll have in Trivial Pursuit a lot is uh, what, either what is their last name or, or Barrow and Parker are the surnames of which famous ah. crime duo? So remember that one out there if you're playing Trivial Pursuit. Uh, Clyde Chestnut Barrow was Chestnut. born. That's his middle name. How good is that? Also, no, a.k.a. Clyde Champion Barrow. He no, went by two names.
0: Not Chestnut's better. It's not Chester, you know, which is an actual name. So
1: it's he, Chestnut. C.C. Chestnut. Barrow is great. Uh, he was born in 1909, making him one year older than Bonnie. He was born into a very poor farming family in Ellis County, also Texas, which was uh, southeast of Dallas. He was the fifth of seven children. whose family migrated to Dallas in the early 1920s as part of a wave of resettlement from impoverished farms to an urban slum known as West Dallas. So he also moved to West Dallas. Oh. The Barrows spent their first months in West Dallas living under their wagon. Under uh, their wagon. And eventually they upgraded to living in a tent. As a teenager, Clyde attempted to enlist in the US Navy, but lingering effects from a serious boyhood illness, possibly malaria or yellow fever, no one ever really knew, resulted in him being rejected on medical grounds, which was a hard blow for Clyde, who had already tattooed USN or US Navy on his left arm. Which, after talking about tattoos last week, I don't think they would have had laser removal Back in the 1920s.
0: It's a bit eager, isn't it?
2: That is eager.
0: Getting the oh,
1: tattoo he... before what the job. What can you job. change
2: that to? What was it? USN. Yeah. US. Uh, uh, you could call it to. Uh, Puss not. Puss now. Puss pus. bus now. Bus. bus now. He could become a bus driver.
0: <laughs> bus now. Bus
2: the now. Wraps around his arm. Yeah.
0: Bus no. And he refuses to get on buses.
2: Ah. Yeah. I think I like that the most. Mm-hmm. That's bus pretty man. good. Look, I think that was hey, worth stopping the conversation we've, for. No, I think
1: we've saved the day for old Clyde. Nothing yeah. bad's going to happen to him. Or is it? <laughs> Barrow was first arrested in 1926 for automobile theft after failing to return a car he had rented in Dallas to visit an estranged high school girlfriend. The rental car agency dropped the charges, but the incident remained on his record. Can you imagine renting a car to a 16-year-old kid? Yeah. Who has USN tattooed on his arm? Yep. Fair enough. Uh, just three. I would. Just
2: done, I've done it a couple of times this week. I trust him. Yeah. I think he's a good guy. Misunderstood, he's a
1: He's a chestnut,
2: that kid. He's having a little bit of bad luck. You know, he didn't get into the Navy. Mate, take he, the car a bit longer. To, He forgot to, he forgot return, to return it. it. That's he fine. forgot to return But three
1: weeks later, he was arrested again alongside his older brother, Ivan Buck Barrow. Better name. For an even more uh, serious crime. Possession of a truckload of stolen turkeys.
0: Oh my god. So he
1: started with the big crimes, this guy. No, is that the like official what's... crime? Is that what it's written yeah, down yeah. in the law?
0: Is that a metric measurement? A truckload of turkeys?
1: No, no, these are genuine gobble gobble live turkeys. <laughs> they stole a truck I know, full. know, but of how them.
0: many is a truck full? That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah, how big is a truck, Dave?
0: How big is it? Because it could be like a little budget truck.
1: No, no, it's got we're 10 talking about in a. There. 78-tonner. I don't know what that means.
2: 78-tonner? <laughs> that is a big truck. That's
1: a, no, that's, no, that's the big turkey. That's a big turkey. 78-ton turkey. It's a very, turkey. Solid that's a very big turkey. turkey. Yeah. Hey, this guy was a criminal mastermind. <laughs> hey, Buck, I hear that there's the world's biggest turkey living in the farm next door. Let's go steal it. And it's the biggest
2: by, like, thousands of times.
1: Yeah, that's right. He, he's literally king of the turkeys. Literally. He's got a crown on everything. <laughs> He's been knighted. <laughs> Kings get knighted, right? <laughs> oh God! He sits on a turkey throne. <laughs>
0: but he, if he's the king, he had to knight himself. Yeah.
1: yeah, I dub thee, I dub me, <laughs> Sir Turkey King.
0: <laughs> all hail, Sir Turkey King.
1: All hail, all the other turkey start hailing. <laughs> it's quite a good turkey impression, isn't it? Not a bad turkey. Sure, I'll have a go. <laughs>
2: I I, would, I will not
1: Go come on, on, Matt. It's really fun, <laughs> come on. but do it in an English voice so you get yeah. to get away with your English, English accent. Be English turkey.
2: Oh, well, I, I find Go both on. of those things difficult.
1: <laughs> 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 so I actually think you nailed it
0: because just what went with it was like a very hoity-toity oh, oh, head. Oh. I'm not very confident
1: about this. Ooh, ooh. Oh, 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 I am oh. having fun doing a silly voice. Oh, <laughs> so good, Matt. <sighs>
2: Your face uh, is saying "fuck you" right now. I don't know if you know that, but your face is looking at me, and your eyes are saying "fuck you." I <laughs> know oh, your mouth is saying it.
1: <laughs> Fuck you. There, there it is. is. <laughs> uh, several accounts describe Bonnie and Clyde's first meeting, but let's go with this one because that's the one I found the most sources for. Bonnie Clyde met, pardon me, Bonnie Parker met Clyde Barrow. On January 5th, 1930, at Clarence Clay's house, who was a friend of Clyde. Clarence
2: Clay, that is a cracking
1: name. So Bonnie was... It's it's such a good one, isn't it? Mm. Bonnie was out of work and was staying in West Dallas to assist a female friend who had a broken arm. So she's a nice girl. We're painting that picture. Uh, Clyde dropped by the girl's house while Parker was in the kitchen making hot chocolate. Oh, that's quite nice, isn't it? When they met, both were smitten immediately. Most historians believe Parker... Joined Barrow, that's Bonnie joined Clyde because she was in love with him. Aww. But like,
0: love will make you do silly things.
1: But they were soon split apart because after sequential arrests in 1928 1929, soon after this meeting, he was sent to Eastern Prison Farm in April 1930. So just to be like the so, prison... Well, yeah, and he got sentenced to 14 years in jail. Aww. It was only like 20 years old in 1930.
0: But it's a prison farm.
1: Which means that you just have to do a lot of work.
0: And tend
1: hang to out with the some turkeys. turkeys. <laughs> yeah, they're like this guy's the, the turkey whisperer. Okay, what I'm gonna do? <laughs> I
2: know you're a king turkey. <laughs> yeah, I'm the big turkey. <laughs> why,
1: <laughs> why are you <laughs> whispering? I've got really small ears. It's hard <laughs> to hear. I'm a turkey. <laughs> How do birds hear? That's a question I've never answered. <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> whilst in prison. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Back to the crimes. Whilst in prison, which is East Ham Prison Farm. So that's quite important because he hates this place for the rest of his life. Whilst in prison, young Barrow used a lead pipe to crush the skull of another inmate. Oh, Oh.
0: shit. Ed
1: Crowder, who was a seriously bad dude who'd been preying upon uh, Clyde and other young inmates and touching them up, so to speak. This, oh. this was Clyde Barrow's... He, he'd been doing it for over a year and Clyde had enough of it. So this was Clyde Barrow's first killing.
2: Lead pipe. That is a Cluedo weapon.
1: Over the head. Crushed yeah. it. It is a Cluedo weapon. Yeah. It is. But uh, he didn't get in trouble for it because another inmate, Aubrey Scaley, who had been ab- also been abused by Crowder, he was already serving a life sentence. He took the blame. <gasps> he took the blame. Uh, but he was actually pardoned by the governor in 1953. So this guy got off and they killed an awful, awful man. Uh, Clyde Barrow... Well, also, whilst in prison, convinced another inmate to use an axe to chop off uh, two of his toes, uh-huh. in order to excuse him from working hard labour in the field. Wait, fields. to
0: chop off Clyde's toes? Yeah. So Clyde said,
1: oh. "Bit like you know, um, Chopper the, did the, the Chopper ear. with the Chopper, and a sh- famous Australian criminal, uh, famously got another inmate to chop off his ears, so he get to go to the hospital ward, so he wouldn't uh, be murdered by a gang that he'd pissed off in prison. So Smart play. He's like the, the 1920s Chopper." So he said, "Can you chop my toes off so I won't have to work hard labor in the fields?" Which word, which worked, I should say. But sadly, unbeknownst to Clyde, his mother successfully petitioned a release for him mm. just six days after this intentional oh, injury. Oh my oh, god! Barrow would walk for a limp for the rest of his life as a result of well, not was, having two toes. I was gonna toes. say
0: you've got to be careful because uh,
1: balance, right?
0: Yeah, but like if you lose your big toe, you can't walk properly, right? Like you yeah, got to be so careful he, which toe. He, the little ones, two little ones.
1: I can't confirm, but he also had to drive barefoot for the rest of his life.
0: Okay, that has nothing to do with it, surely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you might put a shoe on.
0: I do that. It's just comfortable sometimes.
2: Yeah, because thongs, thongs are tricky thongs are to work the pedals. Yeah, so yeah. you'd better just take them off. Yeah, slip them off.
0: I find it kind of liberating too, sometimes.
2: Yeah, just yeah, really throw good. your
1: thong off and drive just
2: barefoot bare. on the pedal. It's nice. Oh, it does feel good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you feel Man free. and machine just yeah.
0: connecting. Feels very. It feels like summer. Yeah, you know.
1: I just want to say to the American listeners, especially in listeners, the summertime, I want to say to the U.S. listeners that thongs are flip flops. We're not throwing out underwear. The Americans call. Oh, I do that. Thongs,
2: flip flops. Yeah. Yes. I knew that they do call them that some places. It's a it's, it's it's probably a better word. Flip flops. Do, oh, have have do they even them though? have? Yeah, they have flip
0: flops. Yes. They call mm. them jandals in New Zealand.
2: Jandals. I like that. Mm. Jandals. Yeah, Jindals Jindals a good
0: word.
2: Jandals. Jandals. Jindals. After Barrow was released... (laughs) I don't think any of us nailed that.
0: No, we did not at all. Sorry, New Zealand listeners. Hello.
2: No.
1: I know the vowels are different, but I forget which way.
0: A is E. Should I go on? Yeah, probably.
1: Good. (laughs) Uh, After Barrow was released from prison, when he was um, sort of bailed out by his mum, in February 1932, he and a guy called Ralph Fultz assembled a rotating core group of associates. They began a series of small robberies, primarily of stores and sort of gas stations.
0: He just doesn't learn, does he?
1: Oh, no. but so, Because some claim that Clyde's whole mission in life since being released was to get enough money to break out all the prison inmates of Eastham, and exact re- revenge upon his mistreatment in prison. Oh. So that's some people think that he was saving up for.
0: He's saving up to break everybody out. Yeah, get a
1: lot of money, get a lot of people, get a lot of weapons, and then just sort of get revenge because when he went in, he was just a kid and when he came out a few years later he, he was, was a like a hardened criminal yeah because wow. of you know bad stuff had happened in there on April 19th Bonnie Parker who was part of the group with Ralph Fultz and Fultz himself were captured in a failed hardware store robbery where they intended to steal firearms uh, and subsequently they were both convicted and jailed but Bonnie was released a few months after a grand jury failed to indict her Fultz however was prosecuted and tried Which some would say was a good thing because he never, he served time. When he got out of jail, never rejoined the gang. He did do a few other crimes, but later got clean and lived to be eighty-two years old. Oh, good on him! He is one of the few people in the story that makes it to old age. I'll say that. Spoilers. That That is a
2: spoiler.
1: On April thirty, Clyde was the driver in a robbery, also in Texas, during which the store's owner J. N. Butcher, B. U. C. H. E. R. He was uh, shot and killed. And when shown mugshots, the victim's wife identified Barrow as one of the shooters, although he'd just been the driver and stayed outside in the car. Oh. But this was the first time in the crime story that Barrow, Clyde, was accused of murder. Uh-oh. Bonnie was released, uh, when, like I said, when a jury declined to indict her. Within a few weeks, sadly, she rejoined Clyde and the gang. Oh,
0: Bonnie.
1: And in August, whilst Parker, Bonnie, visiting her mother in Dallas, Clyde, a guy called Raymond Hilton... And Ross Dyer were drinking alcohol at a country dance when a sheriff and his deputy approached them in the parking lot. Not a good thing because Barrow, Clyde, and Hamilton opened fire, killing the deputy and gravely wounding the sheriff. This was I shot the sheriff. But but I I did not shoot the deputy. It's actually the other way around, I'm afraid. Wait, I I shot shot the the deputy, but I did not. I gravely wounded the sheriff.
0: (laughs) Is that what that song's about? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, let's go with it. Uh, this was the first time Clyde and his gang killed a lawman.
0: Well, it's the first time for everything. You've got to kill a lawman at some point, don't Here you? you? Hey? <laughs>
1: uh, it would all catch up with a gang member, Raymond Helmerton, who's one of those guys that just shot a sheriff. Uh, because by the time he was 21 years old, he accumulated a prison sentence of 362 years.
0: That's it. Okay, hang on. I'm no good at maths. 362 years... Divided by the average lifetime, he's never getting out of prison. He's still in. <laughs>
1: he's still no, there. he's not because he was executed on May 10, 1935. But he, his but,
2: corpse will see out the sentence.
1: That's right. They they make him stay in the prison cell and rot. <laughs> oh. uh, he was electrocuted by electric chair. Hamilton. He walked calmly and firmly to the chair, seated himself with the words, "Well, goodbye, all."
0: Oh yeah, nah, cool.
1: <laughs> so real badass, real yeah, badass. If guy. you're
0: gonna, if jolly good. Yeah. Okay, bye.
2: I like it was sort of quite. It sounded like polite, old-timey language. <laughs> well, though. goodbye, everyone. And I imagine he would have tipped his cap. He tips the metal thing on top. <laughs> you know the. Bit I dips me lid.
1: Tips <laughs> tips the electric chair lid. Oh
0: dear.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he's gone, but uh, another guy in the story, W. D. Jones. W. D. Jones. So he's going to become part of the gang. He'd been a friend of Clyde and the Barrow family since childhood. And when he was only 16 years old, on Christmas Eve 1932, he persuaded Clyde to let him join him and Bonnie, and uh, he left Dallas with them that night. The next day, W.D. Jones was initiated when he and Barrow killed Doyle Johnson, a young family man, oh. while stealing, their, uh, or stealing the guy's car, also in Texas. Oh. Less than two weeks later, in January... Barrow killed uh, Tarrant County Deputy Sheriff Malcolm Davis when he, Parker, and Jones wandered into a police trap set for another criminal, which is oh quite unfortunate. God. I should
0: have been keeping a tally of how many well, people I tell, he's killed.
1: I've got it written here. The total murdered by the gang since April was five. Okay. We'll so in nine months, they've killed five people. So not, body count. not great people.
0: Body, yeah, I've got a tally going.
2: Bonnie it's counts. a nice even number for you so far, Jeff.
1: <laughs> so at the moment, we've got W.D. Jones... Clyde Barrow, Bonnie Parker, but they need more of a gang. So in March 1933, Clyde's brother Buck, great Buck Barrow, was released. Buck Barrow. He yeah. was released from prison when granted a full pardon. So the the prisons were really full at this time. I should say that's why everyone was getting a pardon because they just didn't have enough places. So people were getting like 25 year sentences, and then they're like after four years, oh we need the bed, so they're just sending him back out there. But who do
0: you choose to get rid of? You know who you're like oh well like surely you'd prioritise some of the yeah. The pettier crimes. How
1: about a really honest guy?
0: Really honest? Let me tell
1: you about Buck. Buck stopped going to school at around age eight or nine because he enjoyed fishing and hunting far better. Quote. Sure. Buck uh, stopped. Buck, like, Buck
2: ha- stopped with him.
1: <laughs> Very good. Have you been waiting for that? Only only a few seconds. <laughs> he was the one, I should say, who was driving the... <laughs> Worth the wait. <laughs> the truck full of stolen turkeys. Oh, okay. So this, sure. He was the driver. Um, so Buck had met a lady called Blanche oh. Blanche and fallen in love with her just days before being shot and arrested during a burglary gone wrong and not wanting to be away from his new love he what he'd done is he escaped from prison by simply walking out the door Yeah, good plan Stole the guard's car drove to his parents' place in West Dallas where Blanche was living They got married whilst he was on the run but Blanche wasn't interested in a, a criminal career so she and members of his family urged him to turn himself in. So two days after Christmas, 1931, his mother and wife drove him up to the gate of Huntsville Penitentiary Prison where he told the surprise officer officials that he had escaped almost two years before and oh needed to resume man. his sentence well they welcomed him in.
2: Amazing. So what? That is, I, I like that. I like how it's just like, oh, yeah,
1: oh, oh, I
2: remember you. Yeah, where have you been? Yeah, great. Good to have you back.
1: Come in, mate.
2: Turkeys are still there waiting for you, mate. Don't worry about that.
0: Or uh, A few things have changed. We've got a new cook, but uh, you will love Sloppy Joe Wednesdays. Oh, so much mom. fun. That guy who used to rape everybody, he's gone.
1: Yeah, we clubbed him good. So- <laughs> we clubbed him good. <laughs> he is full dead.
0: You'll find it's actually quite a nice community now. Yeah, there's a there's a crocheting club. Anyway, you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah, you you'll be right. Come in. on. Did you want your old bed base, same room? All right, come on in. We hey have- everyone, <laughs> Buck's back! Yay! Yay! <laughs>
2: his room's still the same. Still so got the same posters on the wall. Yeah, the- and-, and the oh. warden used to go in there and just smell his sheets. <laughs> yeah, just imagining. Remember
1: those Buck, times? The turkey whisperer. I
0: hope he's okay wherever he is.
2: Buck and so they're now Buck and Blanche Barrow. That's pretty good. That's
1: pretty, pretty good. BB and BB. So he was released, Buck, and I said Blanche didn't want a criminal oh, career, no! but he didn't stay clean because upon his release in March 1933, uh, Buck in the company of Blanche, <laughs> which I love that name, joined joined the younger brother Clyde, Bonnie Parker, and W.D. Jones in Missouri where he participated in several armed robberies. Oh, so come on, Buck. He went from burglary to armed robbery very, very quickly. Then
0: why put yourself back into prison then? Yeah. I you know, know, if you're, you're just gonna done t- your
1: time, I know.
0: And they didn't even seem to care that he was he wasn't there. Yeah, I think
1: that's how full it was. They're like, oh yeah, what do you mean? Oh dear. See, so I like you, how you you're
2: like they didn't seem to care. I mean, in our act out, they didn't. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, very true. I, I think you've just reality, locked that in because <laughs> well,
2: that's exactly how it happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave just handed us a script which uh, someone dictated at the time, and um, <laughs> I
0: mean, like. It, was he being pursued? He didn't seem like he was in hiding. There was obviously forms for when he got married, so there was records yeah. of him doing things. Wouldn't have been that hard to find him. <laughs> no,
1: and he was hanging out in his parents' house. Yeah, yeah. they didn't look very That's, hard, that did that they? That is amazing. That's
0: what I meant. For
1: two years. It's not like he was there for... You know how these days the cr- criminal gets out for like 12 hours and everyone free? This guy was gone for two years and then handed himself in.
2: Yeah. yeah. It sounds like he would have been free. Like that was.
0: Yeah, he was fine. That's yeah. what I mean. And then he did
2: two he more went years. Went back in, uh, learnt some bad stuff
1: again. And then became an armed robber like the next day.
0: <laughs> this guy's an idiot.
1: Oh Buck. Uh the group now five strong. So you got Blanche. You got Buck. You got Clyde. You got Bonnie. You got WD. Uh, They attracted, uh, next they attracted the attention of law enforcement, not from crimes, but from their loud, laddish behaviour. Laddish. They would drink, i just put that word in, to be honest, that was not a popular word back in the 1930s. They would drink heavily and party into the night, playing card games quite loudly.
0: (laughs) How do you play card games loudly? Snap!
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and this was in a very... Go fish! (laughs) What? Keep it down. Well, this is a very quiet area of town, so they told the told the sheriff and the, the lawman...
0: Checkmate!
1: They told the lawman, who assembled a no, five-man... No, Jess,
2: that is a different...
0: Oh, I apologise. That's not cards at all. I'm not good at games.
2: <sighs> or is it? Probably, I'm sure there's a car game that you could see. Just, anyway. You know, sorry about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jiggle, You're fine.
1: Thank you. Uh, the lawman... The lawmen... I love this lawman. Assembled a five-man car force in two cars in April to confront what they suspected were bootleggers living in the garage apartment. So they didn't know that they were a wanted armed robbery gang. Uh, so they sort of uh, surrounded them. But in their escape, Clyde, Jones and Buck quickly killed a detective, McGinnis, and fatally wounded another one, Constable Harriman. Fatally wounded? That's another two. Oh, fatally wounded. Yeah, so two more. Two more. The gang escaped, but what they did was they left behind, because it was such a kerfuffle, most of their possessions in the apartment Items included Buck and Blanche's marriage license, so now they know who they are. Uh-oh. Buck's parole papers, which Uh-oh. were only three weeks old. He's <laughs> been out for three weeks. A large arsenal of weapons, so they lost a lot of weapons. A handwritten poem by Bonnie. She apparently liked to write um, poems. Sure.
2: She didn't. It wasn't typed up on her iMac Pro. Unbelievably
0: not. Wouldn't hold that as high as the um, parole papers or the wedding certificate, though. It's just a fucking poem. There's just problem. write another one, you dumb bitch. But, <laughs>
2: Look, I mean, you've you've really turned on her there, and I don't think I don't remember Dave ever saying that she was going. Hey, forget that other shit. I need my poem back. (laughs) You dumb.
1: I love that. That is brutal. How many people have they killed so far? Seven. Seven. They've killed seven people, and your biggest fault with her is that she's (laughs) left some poetry behind. You dumb bit. Not you callous cow. A killer. All this... It's like, nah, poetry. I draw the line. <laughs> but I will say, the most important thing for history that they left behind was a camera with several rolls of undeveloped film, because uh, Bonnie Parker was sort of a bunning amateur photographer. She'd been taking a lot of photos on, on their journey. The film was developed at the Joplin Globe, which is a local newspaper, and yielded many now infamous photos of uh, Bonnie and Clyde That's and Jones, awesome. who were clowning around... In the photos, pointing weapons at one another. And uh, they published both the poem and the photos. Oh, so the
0: poem plays a part. That's
1: right. And the poem was about them being on the run. So it made her look like a real badass. And one of the photos, which is very famous, and I will tweet this photo, probably when we put the episode out, uh, included one of uh, Bonnie clenching a cigar in her teeth and a pistol in her other hand. And, And it went out in the... Newly installed news so across the country, and so now the obscure five criminals from Dallas suddenly became front page news across America, and they were dubbed the Barrow Gang.
0: Okay, well, if I may, I would like to issue a formal apology to Bonnie. That's right. Um, I, I will accept
1: on behalf of her. <laughs> don't. Well, I mean, I
0: jumped onto the poem thing. I called her a dumb bitch. Yeah. And then it all tied together and it made sense why Dave mentioned it, because it was published in the newspaper.
2: Exactly. That's the point, yeah. right? She is now a published poet. Yeah,
0: she's a published poet. That's more than I can say. Which is... Um, None of my poetry has been published. Have you ever had a,
1: a photo of you with a cigar and a handgun published on the front page of most newspapers in the US?
0: I have not. I have not. So...
1: Have you written much poetry, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Any, <can laughs> That's have... so disappointing. Sadly, yes, I have.
0: It's real sad.
2: Have you got any off the top
1: of your this head? This
0: cheery demeanour is a facade.
1: <laughs> that sounds like the opening line of a poem, doesn't it? This cheery demeanour is quite a facade. Mm. Next line, please.
0: And then Dave raps the rest.
1: Please don't, Dave. My ghetto Please don't.
0: So, yeah, I just want to apologise to Bonnie. No, I will That's not okay. share my poetry because it won't be as good as hers. And um, the world isn't ready for my poetry.
1: I don't think they're ready for Bonnie's either because she suddenly became very... Uh, fame, they became over fam- famous overnight, but they were especially surprised. Because in the photo, she looks like a real badass. She didn't actually smoke cigars. And she there's debate over whether she actually ever fired guns in the robberies. Oh, wow. Before that, the media were surprised that a woman could be such a badass. So that's why it became yeah. such a big news story. And suddenly, she looked like a cigar-smoking, gun-toting, like, yeah. crazy woman. Yep. When in reality, not so
2: much. She's
0: a total sweetie pie.
2: That's for good, because like you said, they were just clowning around in the photos. I yeah, so They they're were just 20-something-year-old have... kids mucking about. Yeah, so about. at this stage, they're about 21 you know, 20... people, but yeah. mucking about. Mucking well. about
1: 21-22 years old. <laughs>
0: We've all gone through that
1: phase. Oh. Yeah, remember that time you killed seven police officers in one calendar year, Matt?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why said it keep was banging on about it? I said it? it was
1: sorry. Stop bringing it up. <sighs> so they became uh, famous outlaws, committed robberies, and uh, even kidnapped lawmen. I love yes. that word. Sometimes civilians when stealing their cars. But they usually released their hostages far from home, sometimes with money to help them get back to where they were going. So stories of encounters like this made headlines for the gang, but so did their more violent episodes. So sometimes people would tell the story and people would laugh about, oh, they let people go with money. But then other times uh, the Barrow gang did not hesitate to shoot anyone, civilians or officers who got in their way. And eventually the cold-bloodedness of their killings soured the public perception of the outlaws. So there was a bit of initial people are into it like fascinated by it, yeah, but then sure. when they start hearing about several police officers and civilians getting gunned down... For no reason. Yeah, then suddenly the... Well, it wasn't no reason. People got over stealing it. stealing their cars.
0: And they were in the way. <laughs> yeah, they were in the Sorry, way. Sorry, yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah, no. Sorry. Sh- of course. Sh- come God, should have known, Jess. Come on. Of course.
2: Jeez, you've really got it in for this Bonnie and Clyde gang, don't I you, hate hate em. I hate them. I hate them so much. Well,
1: I'm going to say that it's not going to... It's going to get worse before it gets any better, guys. It's <laughs>
2: Good. But it will get better. Good.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh, my God, it's expanding, like, yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's
0: growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode.
2: Yeah, not like it's a building that's, like, blowing up and yeah, it's, yeah. all oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience, and I don't think they mean for marriage.
0: You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products, or you offer services like massage or oh. nails oh my gosh. or uh, consulting.
2: Should we, after this, get mani-pedis?
0: <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need
2: to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, yeah. it looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What it? but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah, Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly.
1: because they didn't ever want to be famous, but now they were famous so they couldn't hide anywhere because they'd be recognised at any motels or restaurants. Before, they could just rob a, a gas station and then go some, some into a town. Sure. No one knows. There's a group oh, of five people. What a bummer. But now they had to uh, pretty much live and cook in their car and on the side of the road.
0: Cook in your car? Come on. What are you, animals? <laughs> Cooking in cars? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Turkeys have been doing that for years. There are 78 ton trucks
1: (laughs) Such a big turkey, so big One day Clyde was driving and he missed a sign saying a bridge was out And he had a a very, very bad car accident That left Bonnie with serious third degree burns to her right leg So severe that uh, the muscles uh, contracted and caused the leg to draw up And in what? some people report that she got uh, b- acid, battery acid poured over a leak.
0: Oh shit! And in some places,
1: you could see her bone. Oh,
0: but then, like they would, they couldn't have taken her to hospital.
1: No, so that's the thing. So throughout the rest of her life, she struggled to walk, and either hopped, or was often carried by Clyde, who he himself struggled to walk. So oh now they're God. it's a guy with a limp carrying a girl with a limp. So it, it's getting more and more desperate oh. for them. They hid for a while to try and treat her burns as best they could, but um. To get more money, Buck and Jones, WD, bungled a local robbery and uh, killed a town marshal. And uh, with their renewed pursuit by the law, they had to flee despite Parker's, Bonnie's serious injuries.
0: Oh. And this is all just because she had the hots for this boy. See, this is why I'll die alone. Because Because uh, no
1: boy is worth this.
0: No boy is worth getting battery acid poured all over my right leg. There, I said
2: it. You'll say it. Jess, take it back. No. You're being you're being hasty. No. Nah. You're, you're jumping to conclusions. Remind this could me. all work out well. Yeah, come on. The acid exactly. might end up being like a, a superpower. Yeah, or something that maybe she'll one day
1: Or maybe she had cancer in her right leg and she'll have it removed anyway. She had it burnt off, saved her life. Have you thought about that, Jess?
0: No, because that's ridiculous.
1: The cancer was burnt by the battery acid. There's yeah, no well. proof that, that didn't happen. Love isn't real. Exactly. Is there proof that didn't happen? Love no. is a battlefield. And so is being on the run.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Poetry. I think you would agree, being the poet poet laureate of the podcast. Oh, laureate? Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that, Pretty impressive. That is isn't. Sorry, impressive.
0: no, no, poet Laura lorikeet. Oh,
1: oh poet pardon me, sorry. Mm. I know I, what I don't, that I don't ha- more than the other one. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a, a way with words like you do. Mm. Please do go on. Thank you. They, uh, the gang rented a place in Missouri to try and settle down again that consisted of two cabins joined by a garage in the middle. but well, they weren't very good, I will say, at not drawing attention to themselves, so this is some of the things they did. Uh, Are Play, they l-
0: playing card games loudly again?
1: <laughs> no, even worse than, than, than bingo and Were no, they shooting fish. cards again? <laughs> How could it be worse than loud card playing? Is there? Well, they, they just Once? acted rather suspiciously. They said it was for three people to live in, but then five got out of the car in front of the landlord and went inside the house, and he was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Why didn't you just say five? It would have been cool with it. Okay, uh, they paid wholly in coins, not <laughs> not in not in notes, which is easy to track. Uh, they they I love this. They backed into the garage, quote, gangster style, for a quick getaway. <laughs> Oh, that's that's great. gangster style. Gangster style. So, if the cops come, you can just drive through the door of the garage, which is pretty cool. That's
0: wow. great.
2: Uh, I am back in car parks a
1: lot. I didn't know I was gangster, doing it gangster style. Stuff. My dad
0: parks his car in the garage gangster style. Wow. I, I
1: often pay for things in, with coins. <gasps> gangster style. <gasps> gangster style, like uh, chewing gum, yeah, coffees, <laughs> yeah. small small goods, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, laundry items under Little five dollars. <laughs> Machines that take only coins. <laughs> yeah. You know how, how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put newspaper on all of the windows. Okay. That's, That's a bit sus, right? Nobody likes With the newspaper With their pictures on them. But perhaps... <laughs> so. yeah, exactly. And people <laughs> are looking at the newspaper going, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. That's you. <laughs> now, but most suspiciously of all, I think we can all agree, Buck's wife, Blanche, uh, decided that she would wear Jodhpur horse riding pants. Which apparently was uncommon in the area, Missouri, and people interviewed remembered this fact forty years later. That she used to wear jodhpurs. jodhpur pants, which they quote thought was suspicious. <laughs> yeah, See, this riding. is like
0: the um, Mary Poppins lady wearing pants again. You know, she's suspicious. Suspicious.
1: Something's going on with Blanche. She's she wearing, knows,
0: but it's not just pants that she's wearing. She's wearing jodhpurs. You don't even have a horse. Why are you wearing horse riding? Yeah, for pants? a
1: quick getaway, she could get on a horse at any moment and ride away.
0: Jodhpurs, good on her.
1: I say. Imagine them all. They're all wearing. Clyde's wearing like a racing outfit. <laughs> one's got like a pilot uniform. One's like, just get on the closest charter Bonnie's plane.
0: Dr- Bonnie's dressed as a pirate with a peg leg because <laughs> her leg doesn't work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's fucked. <laughs> now, so the landlord, the guy who was suspicious of them putting the newspapers up gangster style, paying in coins, told the sheriff, who was also. Suspicious.
0: And wearing a pirate costume. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, after putting the place under surveillance, I can only imagine wearing camouflage outfit, <laughs> he organised a group of officers who approached the cabin with machine guns and an armoured car.
0: That's excessive.
1: Imagine a 1930s armoured car.
0: I'm... Um, okay.
1: It'd be pretty cool.
2: That would be a cool car.
1: So they, they approached the and surrounded the building, but their machine guns were outmatched at a distance by Clyde's rifle... He had a really powerful rifle that he's stolen. He was able to hold them off. So the Barrow gang, they laid down fire and escaped when a bullet short circuited the horn on the armoured car and the lawmen mistook it for a ceasefire signal.
0: That's amazing.
1: They drove out gangster style and the law guys did not pursue the retreating Barrow vehicle. They didn't follow them. No, they were like, oh, see ya. <laughs> they're
0: like, oh no, they're driving I away.
1: To, you forgot your newspapers. Though. But they drove
2: out gangster style. Surely that would have told yeah. them something. Hang
1: on. Maybe these guys are the criminals we're looking for. Although the gang had evaded the law again, Buck had sustained a gruesome and ultimately mortal bullet wound to his head that blasted a large hole in his forehead skull bone actually exposed his injured brain. Blanche, his wife, was nearly blinded by glass fragments in both her eyes.
0: Oh both? What are the chances?
1: Both both in a really bad way.
0: I mean one eye's bad enough but But come on, Blanche
2: Honestly I'd just I'd be Opening the door and pushing them out. uh, (laughs) You guys are liabilities now. Thanks. Well, they are.
1: Five days, bro. Five days. Thanks. (laughs) Five days later, the gang was camped at an abandoned amusement park. Spooky, (laughs) Scooby Doo style. I
0: think my favorite is spooky. Spooky.
1: (laughs) Buck was going in and out of consciousness, but every now and then, five was...
0: days later, he's still alive. But he
1: he could still speak when he was conscious. He could still speak. Um, but his massive head wound—you could and... see
0: his brain. Yeah, it's
1: so bad. <laughs> he should be
0: dead. He'd,
1: and he'd lost a lot of blood. Pity,
0: oh. you should give him a pity bullet to the brain. Yeah, well, put
1: him out. Clyde and Jones had dug a grave for him because they thought oh, he was going any time now.
2: Brutal. Just kill him if you're gonna if you
1: dig in the grave.
2: Why make him live put in him pain? Out of his for the misery. Life? You can't
1: kill your brother because he's conscious every now and then. He'd wake up every every five minutes and they'd have a gun to his head. They're like, oh, shit, sorry. And what's he saying? No,
2: no, no, I'll be all right. I'll be fine. I'll be all
1: right. Don't worry about me. I just need a drink of water.
2: Yeah, you know, this will heal over. What
1: is. <laughs> Imagine slowly the skin just heals over, like
2: like a little graze
1: on your knee.
0: I don't think that's how it happens.
1: I don't think so. Well, the bloody bandages, which there were a lot of, an (laughs) injured buck so people could see his wound, caught the attention of locals who told the police they were quickly identified as the Barrow Gang. Hey,
0: there's just a guy down the road whose brain I can see quite clearly through his skull.
1: That's a bit sus. What are they up to? Also, it's an abandoned amusement park. Spooky. (laughs) Bit suspicious. Local (laughs) lawmen and approximately 100 spectators surrounded the group and the barrows soon came under fire again. Bonnie, Clyde and WD escaped on foot, but poor old Bug was shot in the back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And And he lived.
1: (laughs) And he and his wife, Blanche, were captured by the officers. Buck hung on for another five days before dying. Oh
0: my god! Shot Buck. in
1: the back when he got sh- shot in the head. Surely, did they get him to a hospital?
2: Like, I imagine it's something that could be fixed. No, they, they got him to a hospital,
1: but he got sick, and he just wasn't going to get better.
2: They just put a new he- uh, like a new top of his Give head, him on. a new skull. Were they doing that back then? Not- I don't think they were <laughs> in the 1930s. I don't think they're doing that
0: now. <laughs> I don't
1: think you can get a skull transplant. I reckon if- you can get I a replacement like. False skulling. Yeah, you can get like a replacement, but I didn't think they were doing that. Oh, it's like a, like a can b- you do that now? Pl- hard plastic bowl or I something. I kind of wanted one of those. Yeah, or like a piece of metal. Yeah. yeah.
0: When I was getting migraines really badly, my dad one time, I said, I wish I could have a head transplant. And he said, but then you wouldn't have your beautiful face. Oh. And I said, oh, thanks, dad. Oh. And continued to throw up because the migraines made me throw up a lot.
2: So from what I know about your relationship with your dad so Spooky. far, Jess, is mm-hmm. he thinks you had a beautiful face uh-huh. and beautiful pins.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes. What, Correct. A, what a great guy. That's That's very sweet,
2: pins. but I mean, if if I was the middle part of your body, Feel... I'd, be, I'd be like, what, what's up, Dad? <laughs> what about me arms?
0: What do you think of me arms, dad? What do you think of my arms?
2: What about me uh, shoulders? You know, et cetera. Hmm. Oh. I wouldn't ask that, that feels a bit weird. You just
1: approach your dad with a clipboard with every mm. part of your body. Yeah. Good or bad? Tell me. <laughs> tell, tell me. Tell me. Nose? You like it? Should I keep it covered by the that's face? That's part of my I think head. That's Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. Okay. Pardon me. I forgot that. Shoulder blades. No. Ankles. You like them? What part of the legs. Yeah. Toes. They're okay. Let's go individually. Big toe. <laughs> Second biggest toe. Keep it. <laughs>
2: keep them all. Middle toe. Out. All right. This is right. a weird uh, thing.
1: Over the next <laughs> six weeks, the remaining three members, so which is Bonnie, Clyde, and W. D. Sure. Are they roamed far and wide, committing small crimes when they needed the money? So they restocked their weapons and ammunition when they raided an armory in Illinois. So they're sort of traveling around, and they're not doing big jobs anymore, just enough to get by. They've
0: got WD with them. Why does everybody only remember Bonnie and Clyde? Yeah. Is it because of the romance factor?
1: Well, we're going to get to WD oh, right WD's here. WD is going to die.
0: WD's going to die, and then it'll just be Bonnie and Clyde. That's where it is, Matt. Matt, do you reckon WD's going to die? I reckon, yeah. But Jonesy's I, dead.
2: I'm wondering about this armory. How like how good of an armory is it? Okay. If people are raiding it.
0: Yeah, like, not very surely... good.
1: Hey, these guys are pretty good. Funny and Clyde, we're talking about. Even though she a couple of hobbly bloody... I know, exactly. <laughs> they can't even walk oh. either of them. Uh, by early September, they risked a run to Dallas to see their families for the first time in many months. Jones W. D. continued on to Houston to visit his own mother and was arrested there without incident on November sixteenth. Oh, through the autumn. So W. D. has gone. Through the autumn, but not dead. Not dead.
2: He's not Yet. on the body count. What's the body count at?
0: Well, I was only at seven because that's just how many people Clyde had murdered. Yeah, I was going for just Clyde. All oh,
2: right, I reckon. I reckon. But it's high, you, should, right? you should count the like Buck as well. Just count all death.
0: All death, but look, we've already passed a lot of death.
1: Well, let's say too late now. We yeah, missed it I reckon add six. Add six. And then <laughs> seven in brackets plus six. Do all a plus right. six for Matt at the end.
0: Plus six. Great. Got it.
1: Uh, Through the autumn, Clyde executed a series of small-time robberies with a series of local accomplices while his family and Parkers attended to her now considerable medical needs. So she was having a big rest, and Clyde was still doing different crimes with different people. He just
0: can't help himself. No, he really can't. He can't just take a holiday. He he can't. He's a workaholic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: January 1934, Clyde orchestrated the escape of... Raymond Hamilton, who's that young guy serving 362 years, oh. who's going to get electrocuted later on. And a guy called Henry Methvin. Methvin. Methvin, who we'll talk about later. You might want to write him down.
0: Okay. Thanks for the tip.
1: Henry Methvin. We still
0: haven't got to Ted Hinton,
1: though. No, we'll get there.
0: Henry Methvin.
1: Methvin, uh, who we'll talk about a little bit later. And several others. So we, they escaped Raymond, Henry, and several others in the inf- now infamous if you're a big fan of crime, uh, East Ham Breakout of 1934.
0: Ah, what a year it was. Great year. So Great. remember
1: how we wanted to break people out of prison? Yeah, it was Finally the dream. Uh, so Barry Barrow, Clyde, seemed to have achieved what historian Phillips described as his overriding goal, revenge on the Texas Department of Corrections. So he got his mates out. He was pretty happy. But during the prison break, a high-ranking officer was shot and later died. Yes. <laughs> This attracted <laughs> the full power of the Texas and federal government for the manhunt for Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, so
0: they finally go, all right, that's so can, enough.
1: Money. So I think he shot a, like, a really high-ranking guy, and they were like, no. Nah, come on. I've had enough of this.
0: You can shoot some of our low-level plebs.
1: Yeah, but come, the
2: lawmen, the, top, and the marshals. Top the law
1: but
0: honestly, this, guy, this desk jockey deserved more.
1: But the local guys, those desk jockeys weren't enough to capture Bonnie and Clyde. They realised this, so... The Texas Department of Corrections called in Texas Ranger Captain Frank A. Hamer. H-A-M-E-R. A retired ranger. Is, that,
0: uh, is that who Hamer Hall is named after?
1: Very doubtful, because mm-hmm. this is Texas and Hamer Hall's in Melbourne. Interesting. Ah, all right. That's a good fact. <laughs> that Hamer isn't... Hall is probably not <laughs> named after Captain Frank A. Hamer. No,
0: he meant that we're in Melbourne.
1: All oh, right. Ah, oh, <laughs> I missed that.
2: That's good. I'm writing that down. We are
1: in Melbourne. Write that down. Methvin. Methvin. Meth I got him. Anyway, so, uh, Captain Frank A. Hamer, he was retired, but he was given the task, one last job, oh, of, so quote, good. taking Bonnie Clyde and the Barrow Gang. A big guy, for 20 years, Hamer had been a feared and admired ranger throughout Texas. He had, quote, acquired a formidable reputation as a result of several spectacular captures and the shootings of a number of Texas criminals. He was officially credited with 53 kills Ooh, and had good. suffered 17 wounds along the way.
2: 53. Now we're cooking on the body count.
1: You're going to add another plus 53. In short, I'm just trying to paint the picture that Frank Hamer is a real badass and you don't want him on your tail.
0: I like him. Why aren't there more movies about Frank Hamer?
1: Yeah. He is in the Bonnie and Clyde movie, we'll say that. Yeah, Jess wants more. I want oh, sorry, more a than Hamer one. biopic. Well, I mean, he's killed 53 people, been shot 17 times. There's that's a story there. Yeah. He's pretty cool. And he's got the Hamer Hall in Melbourne. Yeah. Well, he's got some credit then, obviously. Mm. Uh, starting in February, Hamer became the constant shadow of Bonnie and Clyde, living out of his own car, just a town or two behind the bandits. So he's following them everywhere.
0: Well, just like follow them quicker.
2: That is a really, because I assume up. he's doing that to, um, so he so they don't realise he's tailing them. You know how they normally hold back a little bit? I think two towns is a bit too far. Yeah. Yeah, a <laughs> Like way if you're just trying far. to stay out of the rearview mirror, probably. Fine. Probably two streets, or even, you know, 50 metres, not two towns. Two towns. Don't want to tell this guy how to do his job. Yeah, true. 53 hey, kills.
1: 53, how many, how many kills have you done? We, what did we say? Nowhere seven. near that many. He if knows what seven, he's doing. seven police officers, I believe, we said, attributed to you before. Six. Six in one calendar year, though. Seven. You're seven. Right. Thank Sorry, you. Yeah, it well, was seven.
2: Lucky, seven. lucky that was, seven. I call that my lucky year.
1: Mm-hmm. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> then we come to a uh, an ominous part of the story, which is ominously called the Grapevine Murders. Gross. In April, so the guys... Uh, Frank's been tra- uh, trailing them for a couple of months now. On Easter Sunday... Clyde and Henry Methvin, mm-hmm. who's the guy he escaped, killed two young highway patrolmen near Grapevine in Texas. Two more. An eyewitness account stated that Barrow and Parker, who's Bonnie, fired the fatal shots. And this story got widespread coverage before it was discredited. Ah. So the Grapevine killings were recounted in exaggerated detail affecting public perception of the gang. So all four Dallas Daily Papers, the big ones in Texas... Seized on the story told by this eyewitness, a farmer who claimed that he'd seen Bonnie Parker laugh at the way patrolman Murphy's head, quote, bounced like a rubber ball, unquote, on the ground as she shot him.
0: Bonnie. So
1: she wasn't even there, but this guy said that, and then the story got circulated several days later. Do you think they
2: mean like one of those super bouncy (laughs) rubber balls? You know, those ones that just... Because fly into the air, that'd be I that would, would laugh be funny. at that as well. That would be funny. Yeah. You know those ones the super bowls and they go like twenty metres in the air. That would be that like That would be funny. If and you just a, a little bit less every time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Try not to
2: laugh at that. But even out.
0: like even though you'd it's still me be laugh now. shaking at the adrenaline of shooting someone, you'd still bloody laugh at that. Yeah, you'd be That's tickled,
1: funny. no doubt about that. You'd hey, be guys, funny's funny. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget that.
0: Yeah. Oh never. I've got that tattooed on my arm. Uh
1: have you got a tattoo since we last spoke? No, not, not, yet, yes, not, yet. not yet. Give it time. Give it time. Um, I will say this. Uh, this is sad. So several days later, one of the officers who was shot, his fiance wore her intended wedding dress to his funeral. Creepy. Sparking photos and newspaper coverage. The eyewitness's um, ever-changing story was soon discredited, the one that said he saw the bouncing head and the laughing, but the massive negative publicity against Bonnie in particular Increased in the public, um, the outcry for extermination of Ooh. the survivors of the Barrow Gang. So, the public perception is really tipped. Now they even want the the female of the group shot. Even the female? Which at why the time... The hell? I will say this. They got Frank Hamer to come in. He was the third person they asked to pursue the first two guys. That's why he had to come out of retirement. Because the two sh- rangers they asked said they wouldn't shoot a woman.
0: Oh.
1: But he was like, I'm Frank <laughs> Hamer. <laughs> I'll shoot anything. I've killed 53 (laughs) people. What is there to lose now?
0: I'll shoot anything. Give me a gun. I'll shoot a lady. No problem.
1: Mm, Uh, The highway patrol boss, boss of the two guys that were just shot, including the one whose fiancé went to his funeral in the wedding dress.
0: creepy. Don't go to the funeral in your wedding dress. What a psycho bitch. I think, if anything, he dodged, well, while he was hit by a bullet, he also (laughs) dodged another bullet.
1: Oh, dear. Because
0: that bitch be crazy.
1: Uh, but his, oh, his boss... She was heartbroken, yeah. Jess.
0: She was crazy.
2: I know you've, you've, you've decided never to fall in love, mm-hmm. but don't take it out on other people who have... Happiness? Don't resent other people's happiness wearing their wedding dress at their to partner's funeral. funeral. <laughs> don't resent them that happiness, Jeff. I'm not
0: resenting her. Maybe I'm... you'll
2: never wear your soon-to-be wedding dress at your partner's uh, funeral. No, I won't. Maybe you won't. I and won't. That's, that's your choice.
0: She crazy but, is all I'm saying. Oh, Dave, okay, sure. Please do go
2: on. Crazy in love.
1: <laughs> all I am trying to say, guys, is uh, that the boss of the two guys, patrolman killed, offered a one thousand dollar reward, just a lot of money for the bodies of the grapevine killers. Usually, a wanted sign would say dead or alive, but he stated he just wanted the bodies. Then the Texas governor said, "Hey, I'll chuck another five hundred dollars on that bounty." So, people, uh, the law men, so to speak, are getting pretty upset. That so many of them are being killed. public yeah, fair. Public hostility increased five days later when Barrow and Henry Methvin killed 60-year-old Constable William Campbell, a S- withered single father.
2: 6 year old constable? Bloody hell, mate. I oh, know. Climb the ladder. 60-year-old Six- <laughs> constable. <laughs> <laughs> you That's not... brutal. Come on.
0: No, nah, they did him a favour. Unless... Honestly. On, no, 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 hang on, hang on. Unless... He had had a different career. Yeah, he, he came to it. Maybe he was a pharmacist.
1: Came to it later. Than then... <laughs> a farmer or pharmacist, either or and the then farmers. He, he joined the police at fifty-five.
2: All right. The only good things about old police is that they're hardened old police. What? What? Like when you're an old newbie policeman, mm. you don't have experience or fitness. You're the worst of both worlds. Yeah. Honestly, no, does right. this guy die? I hope he does. Yeah, he's, he, dead. he's dead. He's dead. He's on oh, the body good. count. Of course he is. Like, he sounds like the most useless person <laughs> in this whole story. And that includes the guy without a head.
0: And Bonnie without a leg.
1: Yeah. Well, fair enough. The <laughs> apparently, matters spoken. Well, I'll try and see if we can out-useless him with the remaining few people in the story. Uh, the gang kidnapped Commerce Police Chief Percy Boyd. They drove around with him, crossing the state line into Kansas... They let him go, giving him a clean shirt, a few dollars, and a request from Parker to tell the world she did not smoke cigars.
0: Yeah, now her priorities are spot yeah. on.
1: That was the one thing about the articles. No, that she...
0: but seriously, I don't.
1: I don't do it. It's bad for you. I hate them. <laughs> I will not be associated with those big corporate bastards. I don't.
2: I don't want to be associated with anything that causes premature death,
1: <laughs> especially cigars. <laughs> Speaking of premature death, the Dallas <laughs> Journal ran a cartoon on its editorial page showing the Texas electric chair empty, but with a sign on it saying Reserved and Clyde and Bonnie underneath Ooh, it.
0: See, that's where, they went, that's where they went wrong. It's Bonnie and Clyde, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Isn't that funny, funny that it did switch the other way? On May 19th, Henry Methvin was one of the guys they broke out of jail before and has been hanging around killing with him, let's be honest. He was sent into a diner to get some sandwiches for the gang. Whilst he was at the counter, a police car passed the diner and Clyde panicked and drove off, leaving Methven behind. He hitchhiked to Ruston where his parents were living at the time. Methven told his father that the gang had planned a spot for a rendezvous in the event that any of the gang were separated. Methven was supposed to meet the gang on a deserted stretch of highway, but a certain place. His father, Ivan who was being harassed by the law because of his son's connection to the gang, told of this meeting place to a Louisiana sheriff, who then passed it on to our main man, Ranger Frank Hamer. In exchange for the info, the older Methvin was promised that his son would not get the death penalty for the murders of the troopers in Grapevine two months earlier. So he made a deal for his son. Then on May 23, 1934... The older Methvin, Ivan Methvin, parked his truck near the meeting spot and removed one of the wheels as if he was uh, removing a flat tire. When Bonnie and Clyde stopped to assist Methven, because oh they recognized God. his father, um, their friend's oh, father. That is brutal. It was an, actually an ambush as Hamer and six men were hiding in bushes across the other side of the road. The lawman immediately opened fire, killing... Barrow and Parker, <gasps> Bonnie and Clyde, um, instantly...
2: Jeez, that came out of nowhere, Dave. Oh, I needed a little bit more of a warning before...
1: It's uh, just over. That's it's it. It's, well, they were shot. They shot a total of 130 rounds at the two people. Oh, boy. They were, and they were trying to help out a guy with a flat tyre. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Oh. One of the seven shooters was postal worker turned sheriff One Ted Hilton.
0: Ted! From the beginning of the
1: program, the guy who had had a crush on Bonnie, (gasps) who, according to a statement made by Hinton after the shooting, this is a long statement, but he wrote, but it describes the situation, each of us six officers had a shotgun and an automatic rifle and pistols. We opened fire with the automatic rifles. They were emptied before the uh, the car got even with us, before the car really even stopped. Then we used our shotguns. There was smoke coming from the car, and it looked like it was on fire. After shooting the shotguns, we emptied the pistols at the car, which had passed us and ran into a ditch about 50 yards on down the road. It had almost turned over. We kept shooting at the car, even after it stopped. We weren't taking any chances. Man, they were so afraid of them. Yeah, so Reacher... So, A couple of people who can't even walk properly. Yeah, no, they probably couldn't even get out of the car, to be honest. Researchers have said Bonnie and Clyde were shot more than 50 times each.
2: How <laughs> many shots were fired?
1: 130 rounds. Oh, yeah. And 50 <laughs>
2: hit. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah. 50 <laughs> each? That's 100. Though o- Not too many wasted bullets.
1: Officially, uh, the parish coroner, who sort of uh, examined their bodies, reported that uh, 17 separate entrant wounds on... Clyde's body and 26 on Parker's, including several headshots on each. So they were oh, shot a lot.
0: They were dead. They were definitely dead. They That's were the so. Way to go. They weren't doing a buck and like living through. Yeah. That, sort Ugh, of, nah. If you're
2: gonna go one way, it's just to get fucking killed.
1: Here's now, a, <laughs> the Undertaker had difficulty embalming the bodies because of all the bullet holes. Why is he embalming them? Chuck them in a hole. Move on with your lives. Brutal. Chuck him in a hole. Chuck him in a hole. I'll get to where They're they're,
2: going to give him an open casket funeral. Why are you embalming them?
0: Several
1: headshots.
2: Just, it's very strange.
1: Yeah, why would you bother packing their asses?
2: (laughs) I would not pack their asses. Not if you paid me. You could not pay me enough. You could.
1: could. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you'd have to pay me a lot to shut up. To pack a bullet riddled. But
2: with a life changing (sighs) amount of money, I would. I would pack it. A bullet riddled asshole.
1: You're putting that on record.
2: I'm putting that on You're record. You're taking
1: offers. What are we talking? What's life changing. Fifty thousand, or f- no? I'm oh. talking millions. Okay.
2: <laughs> Twelve. Does that put put it out of your range?
1: I can't afford it. I'm sorry. Well, but when I die, I might have some great life insurance. It's true. Uh, what happened next was the temporarily deafened officers that shot so much that they couldn't hear inspected the vehicle and discovered an arsenal of weapons, including stolen automatic rifles, sawn-off sh- automatic shotguns, handguns several thousand rounds of ammunition, along with 15 sets of license plates from various states. Word quickly spread of the ambush and a crowd soon gathered. The two sheriffs left to guard the bodies lost control of the jostling, curious crowd. One woman cut off bloody locks of Parker's hair and pieces of her dress, which were subsequently sold as souvenirs. Disgusting. Another officer returned to find a man trying to cut off um, Clyde's trigger finger <gasps> and someone was trying to cut off his ear as a me- memento.
0: That's disgusting. Yeah, they were sickened by what
1: was occurring. In what a time. The...
0: Oh, gross. This is a... These people are sick fucks. This is a,
2: a sick but... Um, America in the 30s. What a wild place. So, how uh, how old were they? Like, what year was it and stuff like that? So,
1: this is 1934. May 1934, which makes, Clyde, uh, twenty four, Parker twenty
2: three. Oh my god, that is amazing.
1: Very See,
0: young. You fall in with the wrong boys, you get yourself killed. Yeah, better to just be alone forever. And
1: she wrote a lot of poetry about that. There's a famous she poem did. she wrote called "The Story of Bonnie and Clyde," and it sort of um, writes how they're they're pretty much waiting to die because yeah. they're they're certain that that's their fate. Yeah, because by the you know they killed a lot of people. Pretty hard to come back from any other oh. any other way. I did find this interesting. H.D. Uh, Darby, a young undertaker who worked for the McClure Funeral Parlor in Houston near where they died. An ass packer. Uh, she came to... <laughs> yes, absolutely.
2: Can... That's a reference to the death episode. Yeah, really. look that up.
1: Seems... Cremation burial. Other. They came to Arcadia to identify the bodies of... Bonnie and Clyde, because they'd been kidnapped by the Barrow Gang the previous year and they'd been released. Uh, Parker reportedly, Bonnie, had laughed when Darby had said his profession was an undertaker. She remarked that maybe someday he would be working on her. Oh. Darby assisted the head undertaker in embalming the outlaws. And so oh. it came true. <laughs> it actually did come true. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde, they wished to be buried side by side, but uh, Bonnie's family would not allow it Mrs. Parker wanted to grant her daughter's final wish, however, to be brought home, but the mobs surrounding the Parker house made that impossible. More than 20,000 people attended Bonnie Parker's funeral, and her family had difficulty reaching her gravesite. There were so many people there.
0: Oh, that's awful.
1: The life insurance policies of Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow were paid in full.
0: They had life insurance? Yeah.
1: Since then, uh, the policy of payouts... I
0: don't have life insurance.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you don't have a really dangerous profession.
0: Profession?
1: You don't have a profession. I don't. <laughs> uh, since then, the policy of payouts has changed to exclude payouts in cases of deaths caused by any criminal act by insurance. So these days, if you're a criminal on the run, don't bother insuring yourself. They're not going to pay.
0: I can't believe they—they they literally lived out of their car, but they made sure their insurance was up to date.
1: Hey, they're pretty savvy business guys. They got—they got
2: stopped by a door-to-door salesman <laughs> in the Ca- car, car, knocking on the car, car door. <laughs>
1: Hello. Can I interest you there anyone? Mine? And they pretend to not be home, but they can see yeah. him. There's five people sleeping inside I can a car. See you, sir. I can see you, but I can see your brain, Buck. Answer the fucking door. I reckon.
2: <laughs> I I really think you'd be interested in
1: this <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, mate. You've got what, max five days to live. You, if you get shot in the back, you're done for. Are uh, the six men of the posse who had shot at the ambush were each to receive one sixth. There it is, of the reward money. Uh, the Dar- Dallas Sheriff had promised Ted Hinton that this would total more than $26,000. This is the postal work oh, wow. from before. But most of the state, county and other organizations that had pledged rewards reneged on their offers. Oh. So in the end, each lawman received about $200 <gasps> for his efforts.
0: Which even back then, not it's a co- lot of money.
1: It's co- no, it's co- I mean, it's a sizable amount, but Bonnie and Clyde, sometimes they'd rob a bank and they'd get you know, a couple of thousand in one go. So it's not that much. they mm. we'll
2: renegging on that?
1: It's dodgy ass, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just in the aftermath, one of the reasons that the Barrow gang had been so successful and eluded capture for a few years is that at the time of the ro- robberies, lawmen from each state couldn't chase them over state line where they no longer had jurisdiction. So Clyde had been a master of pulling a job on one side of the border and then quickly driving across mm. so no one could um, could sort of pull them, pull them over, I guess. Sure. But by the summer of 1934, the following summer, new federal statutes made bank robbery and kidnapping federal offences. And, uh. gr- and the growing coordination of local jurisdiction by the FBI overall, plus two-way radios in police cars so they could talk to each other, combined to make the law outlaw bandit sprees much more difficult to carry out. Like, as little as two months later, it was pretty impossible to do what they were doing. So this was the end of the public enemies era.
2: It's interesting that uh, it sounds like if it wasn't for that photo of Bonnie with the cigar, that they wouldn't have become so infamous. Yeah, they wouldn't have it.
1: been so famous. It was, that was a big part of their infamy.
0: Was she a bit of a babe, too? Was she good yes, looking? Yes, so
1: apparently she was very good looking. Yeah, that all adds up. They
0: always are, aren't they? The
1: bad girls. And he? He uh, he looks uh, pretty good looking in the photos, I guess. Not as good looking as Warren Beatty in the right. film of course, version. of course. But uh, just to sum up, I will say uh, these aren't fun facts, but two final facts. Okay. Tell me if they're fun. Well, do you have you guys ever heard of high bristophilia? No. High bristophilia. High
0: bristophilia. No. no. It
1: is a paraphilia in which sexual arousal and attainment of orgasm are responsive to upon, uh, and contingent to upon being with a partner known to have committed an outrage. Cheating, lying, known fidelities, or crime.
0: Oh, okay. So sort of like people who fall in love with yeah, sort of Yeah, so bad prison.
1: boys, like serial killers getting stuff written to them by sure. people that are attracted to them. It's also known as Bonnie and Clyde syndrome. Ah. Named after Bonnie's fascination with Clyde the super bad boy. He was super bad. Super bad. And a boy. And a boy. Mm. Final notes. Henry Methvin, whose father dobbed in Bonnie and Clyde and ambushed them in exchange for his son... To uh, to avoid the grapevine murder charges, which he did. However, his arrangement did not include the murder of Constable Campbell. Oh no! Extradited to Oklahoma, Methvin was found guilty of the officer's murder and sentenced to death, December oh, nineteen thirty-five. Shit. His sentence was, uh, however, commuted to life imprisonment the following year, and he was paroled in nineteen forty-two. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, he uh, remained in trouble with the law throughout the rest of his life. He did not get off easily. In November 1945, he was jailed for fighting and carrying a shotgun. He was arrested again for attempted robbery and drunk driving in Louisiana. Both of those serious crimes. One more serious than the other, I would say. In 1948, Methan was intoxicated whilst attempting to cross a railroad track and was killed by an oncoming train. Although it has been speculated that his death... Ferris was... curse. Do you think? It could be the Ferris curse, or it could be retribution, retribution for the deaths of Bonnie and Clyde, especially... After the similar death of his father, Ivan Methven, 16 months earlier. However, no evidence of foul play has ever been produced. Leading me to conclude, Matt, I think it is the curse of Tutankhamun striking Tutankhamun. several thousand years after his yep, death.
0: Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's so that's
1: amazing. it, guys. That is the uh, story of Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, I really feel for Methven's dad. Yeah, that sucks. I love oh, He sort of. would. You, I know you probably do the same thing. These guys were going around killing a lot of people.
0: That's a great story. It was a great story and a great podcast.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Five stars if you've got it in your heart. I don't want to point this out, but someone has one starred us on iTunes. I don't
0: want to point this out, but
1: so I'll point it out. If you, want to, if you are like. Meth fan and want some justice in this world. Get on iTunes, give us bloody five stars one star. Can you? That really denigrates the the overall average. I will just say, it denigrates it big time. So denigrated. <laughs> I feel denigrated. But um, that is the yeah, that's the story of Bonnie and Clyde. That was
0: super interesting. I really enjoyed that. I had a great
2: time. Matt. Yeah, I I enjoyed myself. It's a fucking sad story. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So it is.
1: sad. I know. No one really. It's not no happy, winners ha- in there. Happy ending for anyone there. No. Mm. Uh. Except us.
2: And the guy who had the cr- who got to kill his crush.
0: Yeah, that's fun.
2: What yeah. a weird thing. That's to...
1: super weird, isn't it? Yeah. And he's not even a cop at the time when he knows it. He becomes a cop and then and he knows... ends up being one of the six people asked to yeah. shoot him down. So
2: I... he he knows what he's there to do. I guess, yeah, with six of them, no one feels the guilt on their shoulders themselves. But,
0: but you know, do you still have the same crush as you did in high school? Nah.
1: It's only a few years later, we'll say. It's only four or five years after yes. his crush. that's Still, interesting as There's crushes
0: log. I had four years ago that now I don't have. It's but hard to... So
1: far, if I, there's a difference between not having them and murdering them.
0: Yeah, and I could murder people I had a crush on really? four or five months ago, even.
1: Really? That's oh, really, you great. could shoot them in the head
0: could several shoot times. Them. Shoot them. Give me 130 rounds.
2: And these are... Are we talking
1: criminals?
0: Nah. Really nice people.
1: <laughs> well, let's hope that you never <laughs> fall in love with Matt or I. Oh, I'm God. never
0: falling in love ever, remember?
1: He's oh, yeah. not a fuckhead, Dave. Oh yeah. Love a battlefield. Alright, so that's that is the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the tale of Bonnie and Clyde. As told pa- Parker by Dave. and Barrow. Parker and Barrow. Remember that for Trivial Pursuit, I reckon it's gonna come up. Yeah, it will. It's a classic trivia question. Uh, do we have oh we've got a Melbourne Comedy Festival show's coming up very soon. Yes. You'd like to see us live and in the flesh. I'm doing a comedy it will be in the flesh. I'll have my flesh on display. Probably not all of it. Actually, one of the games, I-, I do a quiz show called Facty Fact versus the Audience, and one of the games, if you come on the right night, uh, you get to see a photo of me naked, but, you know, I'm wearing a... Are you selling the show, or...? Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, it's a quiz show with guests at the Imperial Hotel for the first two weeks of the Comedy Festival, which starts opening weekend, is Easter weekend, end of March.
2: Maybe you'll have Jess and I on as
1: guests. Definitely, you will be both. I'm just trying to think should I have a do go on special? Will yeah. we try and get, get you both on? But who would be the weird. Because th- it's a team of three comedians competing against the audience. Who would you would like to heard, have a. Weird, yeah.
2: You said weird. We could get... We know a few weird people.
0: We could probably discuss this off the podcast too. Yeah,
1: we, we could. Go. So I'll tweet about that when we do that. Uh, Jess, you're part of the Comedy Zone, a showcase of great new up-and-coming talent.
0: I am. It's on at Trades Hall for the entire run of the festival. So it's 22 shows. So you literally have no excuse to Yeah, if you're not
1: there, you better... You better be dead. That's the excuse we're taking. If you've been shot 50 times, I'll accept it.
0: I'll, I'll allow it. Matt, uh,
1: your show a split show with the, the wonderful, the only Andy Matthews. Tell us about that.
2: Yep, it's called Logistical Nightmare, and it's it's turning out to be one, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because he lives, he's moved to Sydney since we saw the show. Or we started talking about doing the show, but he's coming back down for it. Uh, that's the plan at the moment. Thank goodness. And it should be really good. It's on at Tuxedo Cat in the second half of the festival in Melbourne. If you're not in Melbourne, of course.
1: If you're not in Melbourne, just uh, listen to the other episodes of the show. Oh, and yeah. I fly down. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, or com- up or
2: across, depending on where you are.
1: Tickets and links and everything are at comedyfestival.com.au. Check that out. Thank you so much. We'd love to see people there. You can always contact us with... Twitter at Dugo on Pod. Do we have a hashtag for the week?
2: Because uh, people, um, if you've got any suggestions for topics, keep them coming in. We get we get them uh, trickling in every week.
1: Yeah, we totally do. Good. And I reckon my next one, I'm gonna do one from the the hat. I pulled one yeah. out of the
2: hat for uh, next week. And you were saying you're I'm excited. excited. Just, yeah, it's a it's an interesting topic. I've already looked into it a bit, and it's. Fascinating.
1: Cool. Well, po- well guys, if you've got those fascinating topics, please. Uh, of course, if you're not on Twitter, we're on Facebook as well. Just search Do Go On. And email dogoonpod at gmail.com. So I guess that's it for the week. Matt's going to be back with that report from the hat next week. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Later. Bye. Bye.